God has been give, uh, bringing his word to us on the subject, fulfilling God's purpose for your life. It's a very big topic, a topic that we cannot exhaust for a very long time. But what is important is this. God has decided in his, in his wisdom to summarize it. And if, as we take heed to each of these instructions, each of these teachings, each of these, uh, you know, uh, divine direction that God is given through this series. One thing I know is that your life, my life will not remain the same. And this morning, in the name of Jesus, it marked the beginning of greater things to come in your life. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Now, uh, we have looked at what do we need to do? What are the things that we need to do? What it takes to fulfill God's purpose for your life? What does it take? What does it demand? We mentioned that it, it demands giving up your own personal will. Something you have held on to for a long time. Giving it out. And we look at the case of Peter, Luke 5. And then yesterday, God brought his word to us that, number two, what it takes for you to fulfill the what God has planned for you. You must be productively engaged. And yesterday, we look at 1 Kings chapter 19, from verse 19 to 22, the case of Elisha. And so this morning, we are going to number three. What does it take for you to fulfill God's purpose for your life? It takes an encounter with God. Now, Exodus chapter 3, I read from verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. So an angel, a man in, in, in a, a an angel in man's, you know, that appear like a man. You know, angel appears, they can appear as a man. Now, an angel appear in a flame of fire. So there's a flame. Yet, there's an angel inside of it. Now, out of the midst of the bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. That is strange. It has never happened before. A bush was burning. Yet the bush was not consumed. It's like saying a fire, you know, a paper, a piece of paper is on fire, yet the, the paper is not consumed. That is strange. We can't explain that. That is very mysterious. Now, and then the Bible tells us in verse 3, and, and Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. There is no man that will see such great sight and will not turn aside. There is none. Now, and why the bush is not burnt? And verse 4, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, now, where you see that uh, the name Moses, put your name there, David, David, and he said, here I am. He called him. Now, he said, here I am. And he said, draw not near hither. Put off thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place where thou, where, where on thou standest 
is holy ground. Where God is, where God is encountering you is an holy ground. Where you are right now, your home is an holy ground. And more, moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And now pay attention to verse 7. Verse, from verses 1 to 6, but pay attention to verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Israel. I want you to unmute your device and tell your neighbor, statement of purpose. Statement of purpose. You can do better, louder. Statement of purpose. Statement of purpose. Statement of purpose. Statement of purpose. Amen. We are going somewhere. Thank you. Now, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmaster. For I know their sorrow. God knows your sorrow, and that sorrow is coming to an end today in Jesus' name. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptian, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, and, and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanite, and, to, and the, the Hevite, the Amorite, the Perizzite, the the Havite and then the Jebusite. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of children of Israel is come unto me. I have seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptian oppressed them. Verse 10. Come now, therefore, I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Verse 7, verse 10. They are very important. Statement of purpose. Now, number three, for you to for you to fulfill God's purpose for your life, you need an encounter with God. What does it mean? An encounter with God is the revelation of the person of God. An encounter with God gives you access to the glory of God. An encounter with God gives you access to the goodness of God. An encounter with God gives you access to the power of God. An encounter with God introduces the personality of God to you. Now, God introduced himself. Did you see the way he introduced himself? He said, I am the God of thy father. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So when you encounter God, everyone that encounter God, God introduces himself to them. Why will God encounter you? The truth is this. You can't fulfill his purpose for your life except he reveal what his purpose is. Now, you can't find even discover it or fulfill it except he manifests himself to you. Every man that fulfills God's purposes for their life, they are people that encountered God. They are people that they, they have an experience they can never forget. Whether on campus, whether in the city, whether when they were little child, whether when they were youth, whether when they were about age 40, 50, there will be something that they can remember. That even if you wake them up out of sleep, they can tell you that 
clear encounter. Everyone that will fulfill God's purposes for their life must have a specific encounter with God. Now, encounter with God, it begins with one major one that you'll never forget. But it doesn't mean that is the end. There's always a subsequent encounter because as to proceed in your journey with life, each encounter with God brings strength. It encourages you. And so the case of Moses here this morning is Moses, of course, we know he was a fugitive. He was somebody that who was, he was, he was running away from, from, from Pharaoh. Why? Because he killed. He was a killer. So he was a fugitive trying to, you know, so he went on self-exile. And while he was in self-exile, the Lord encountered him. Now, he was engaged in his, in his uh, father's-in-law's, uh, you know, business. And then somehow destiny, destiny traced him, you know, directed his path to this morning. The Spirit of God will direct your path to where you will discover your destiny, where you will discover your purpose in life. The Spirit of God will direct your, your path in the name of Jesus. And then he saw something mysterious that he has never seen before. There was a bush burning inside of his son and angel. And another mystery was that the bush was not even consumed. God will always use an encounter to attract your attention. So what an encounter does is to divert your attention to God. God looks for something. God can use the situation in your life right now to get your attention. God can allow you to drive through a street today to get your attention. God can even allow you to encounter somebody or even an angel today to get your attention. God can even allow you to hear some glorious news today to get your attention. God oftentimes looks for ways to get our attention to him to introduce himself. So when we talk about an encounter with God, in the encounter of God, you behold the glory of God. When you encounter God, God reveals his purpose for your life. In number two, what will you find in the encounter with God? You find that you, are, you find the specific statement of purpose, like you see in verse seven and verse 10. Why God is sending you on an errand. Many people have encountered God. How about let's if we look at Abraham? Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 encountered God. How about Paul in Acts chapter 9? How about Peter in Luke chapter 5? And the list is endless. How about Eli you know, Elisha in 1 Kings chapter 19? Everyone that finds God's purposes for their life, they are people that God encounters. So your prayer this morning, after thanking God, is Lord, give me an encounter with you because an encounter with you is an encounter with destiny. An encounter with you is an encounter with destiny. Number three, what is in this encounter? In this encounter with God, you encounter the promises of God. God make a covenant with you. In the encounter with God, God, God meets with you. God, God bridges the gap that has existed between you and him. And he made a covenant. He, he gives you promises. 
In the encounter with God, what do you find? You find power. You need power to fulfill your purpose. Without power, you can't fulfill what God wanted to fulfill. It comes with an encounter with God. In an encounter with God, you know the ways of God. We will pause here for this morning. Now, I as a person, I have been privileged a couple of times to encounter God, or rather I would say God encountering me. Yes, I have been privileged. I mean, there are a few ones that I can never forget. Uh, you know, I will mention two. Uh, you know, the first one, well, it wasn't a dream. It wasn't, I wasn't sleeping. But all I know is that which actually even what led to the, uh, to the first book by God's grace that I published in 2013, The Unseen Power. The story behind that book was the first encounter with God. And what was the story? I was called to pray for, you know, for my friend who was, you know, who was, you know, you know, completely on his way out of this world. And God restored him back. I was, I was, I was just a fellowship friend of, we were just, uh, you know, members of the same campus. And then he attends a different fellowship. I attend LCF and so on. Now, that encounter, that night, I will never forget that night. My wife is, uh, he was also there too, but went to the same school. Now, how could me, I never imagined myself. But that, so it was after that, then God introduced himself to me. I had another encounter where God, spoke to me from heaven in a dream. Brethren, every man needs an encounter, not because you are going to be a pastor. No. Michael Faraday was a lab attendant. He encountered God, and that was part of what led to electricity today and some of the scientific breakthroughs. He was a church warden. So when I talk about encounter, I'm not talking about because you want to be a pastor. No. There are many other examples we don't have time to look at. So are you here this morning? You are not born again. You need an encounter with God. That your business needs. Just one encounter with God. We turn that business around. Just one encounter with God. We turn that marriage around. Just one encounter with God. We turn that your career around. Just one encounter with God. We turn that your studies around. So are you here this morning? You are not born again. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning. Forgive me my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, as from today, remove the desire for sins out of my heart and plant the desire for righteousness in my heart. Give me the grace to pursue your kingdom and to pursue you even for the rest of my life. Give me an encounter with you today that I will never forget. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for as many that have prayed this prayer. You know them. Forgive them their sins. Write their name in the book of life. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now, brother, we don't have time. I want you to write this prayer point down. And uh, as you are going out, you know, make sure you pray them. Pray them with your family and the Lord will visit you. Prayer of thanksgiving. Father, I thank you for sending your word unto me. Number two, Father, reveal yourself. Reveal yourself to your servant. Now you are the servant here. Reveal yourself to your servant that I may know you and walk in all your ways. God will have to introduce himself to you. It's not you that will introduce us. He knows you. It is we that don't know him. So it is him that want to come and visit us. 
Say, Father, reveal yourself to your servant that I may know you and walk in all your ways. Number three, Father, give me an encounter with you today. Father, Daddy, introduce yourself to your servant today. Introduce yourself to me. Say, Lord, just introduce you. I want to know you. Introduce yourself to me. You introduce yourself to Moses. Introduce yourself to me. And then ask the Lord, say, Father, fill me with power to fulfill your purpose for my life. And then lastly, ask what you want God to do for you. Father, this morning, I want to thank you for your word, which you have brought unto us. I am grateful this morning. I am grateful. I am grateful. I am grateful. Lord, I pray, let this word mix with faith in the heart of your children. Let this word produce wonders out of your children in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, this morning, I pray, Lord, all your children have gathered before you and by extension, member of their household, give everyone an encounter with you in the name of Jesus. Now, if you are sick in your body as a way of contact, please place your hand upon your body. Father, as many that are laying their hands on their body, every affliction of the wicked, wicked over your life, I command in the name of Jesus, that affliction is over. That evil plantation in your body has been rooted out. In the name of Jesus, that strange pain in any part of your body, in your head, in your neck, I command that pain to go in the name of Jesus. In the name, the Bible says, strangers will hear our voice and they will flee out of their hiding. Now, you stranger, you spirit of uncleanliness, you spirit of, of, of sicknesses dwelling in this tabernacle. In the name of Jesus, you are a stranger. Now I command you to go and never to return. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible said, the son therefore shall make you free. You are free indeed. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying.